Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Bill Ryman, my man, is in the building. Bill has an incredible, incredible podcast. He lives, breathes, eats, sleeps, 
in the real estate world, uh, but really he's just an outside of the box thinker, an incredible salesman. He's got a background in sales his entire life. He's been around home building. He's been around sales. He sold cars for a little while. He's in the real estate market now. He's also got his podcast, The Real Build, that is helping people all around the world think of outside the box ways that they too can stand out in the marketplace. And as we all know right now, the real estate world is a crazy, crazy, crazy world uh, right now. And the ability to really stand out can be the difference between good and great. And so I want to dive into that with Bill here today. Mr. Bill, welcome to Breakfast of Champions. I'm so glad you're here today, sir. Thanks for joining us here in Clubhouse. Glenn, thank you. I like that intro. It was almost as good as Marvin's for you, though, right there. It was pretty good. <laughs> Marvin killed it, dude. I got to say, Marvin Marvin killed it on that intro. Do you ever think, Bill, like, do you, do you have any kids, Bill? Do you have any kids? A wife? I, I do. I do not have kids, but I do have a fiance. Your so, fiance. Yep, Wouldn't it be getting, nice? Uh, Would- Getting married in November, so coming well, up soon. Congratulations, man. Congratulations, Bill. Well, wouldn't it be nice if we could take these intros and, like, play them for our, 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 our soon-to-be spouses and our kids and all those things before we walk in the door just to remind them of how amazing Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always think my kids don't, don't, don't share the same respect, so I appreciate what Barbara said right there. No, Bill, my man, I'm excited to get to know you uh, today. I know you have uh, a longstanding uh, background in the world of, of real estate, more specifically uh, new developments, new new home builds, and you're now taking that, that skill set and the things that you've learned uh, throughout your life to really make an impact in an interesting, interesting world that we live in right here in 2022. So I'm excited to learn more about you. So let's go back. Just a little bit in time for those that don't know, Bill. Uh, can you can you take us back just a little bit in time? Let us know, uh, what, you know, a little bit of your history as far as where you come from, and uh, maybe a bit of the story that got you to where you are today. And then we'll dive deep into some of the strategies that you're applying today that are that are making you successful. Great, yeah, Glenn. I first off, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, I see a few people in the room that I. I know, I know Scott uh, from the Arte Syndicate. Also, I see Lisa Wood in here too, as well. So, hello to Lisa. She was actually on my podcast. But a little background on me. I come from a big-time blue-collar family. My dad was uh, uh, also military background family. So, my dad was a Vietnam veteran in the Marine Corps. Uh, So, I grew up kind of basically... In that lifestyle of, uh, you know, got to gotta work work to get things done, or basically work to get ahead and so on. Since I was a little kid, um, always had to work for what I wanted. It's just how I was raised. It's how my dad always went about things, too. I grew up in construction. Uh, that's kind of where my construction background came from. My dad was in concrete since I was a little kid. I remember going to his shop and always uh kind of tinkering around with stuff probably should have not uh wasn't the safest safest environment back then for a kid but uh he always brought me to work and that's kind of where that construction background came from long story bill builds character right yeah exactly exactly (laughs) so um 
it was a love hate thing. Let's put it this way with construction. Um, you know, the hate came from being a kid, having to always go to work. I, I was a football player, so I played co college football too. And I always, when I had free time, which you don't have much being a football player, I was out working for my dad while everybody else would kind of have fun and relax. Um, my dad would give me that call and say, Hey, I need you to work. So it was kind of a love hate thing at first, uh, hated it cause everybody else was having fun and I was out there working and moving concrete blocks and doing, doing the hard stuff. But that's kind of molded me into who I am today. Now I love the construction industry. I love the real estate industry. They go hand in hand. Um, you know, I, I started, I got a real estate license probably 12 years ago. Um, been doing really good at it since I, I had a sales background too. I actually sold cars too. And that helped me tremendously with my overall sales experience. I sold cars at a young age and, um, I'm kind of jumping around a little bit here, but, um, can so, I get a whoop whoop for the car business real quick? Yeah, <laughs> I, had to, I had to shout, had to shout that out. And, that um, out. and so basically, uh, real estate license, 12 years now, been in con new construction for uh, full time now for, I can't say my whole life, but probably like 15 years now. And uh, like I said, the business goes hand in hand. We specialize in luxury homes down in Marco Island and Naples, Florida. Uh, average square foot under air, we do about 4,000 to 10,000 square feet. No home we build is the same. Everything is always completely different, customized to whatever the client wants, turnkey. Uh, and we're doing a lot of really cool projects right now. We currently have 14 homes being built as we speak. And then we have 24 total under contract to be built. So very busy. Um, family owned business. Like I said, we've been in business for 28 years. My brother and I are the ones running it. Uh, my fiance. Uh, works with me. She does our selections. My sister does our billing. Uh, my best friend is our superintendent. And then we have a couple other new people that we just hired as we continue to grow. So very tight niche group. And then on but wait, top... Bill, they say you're not supposed to work with family. You're not supposed to work with friends. <laughs> that, 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 that doesn't work, right? That's the old adage is you're never supposed to work with friends and family. How do you guys make that work? Uh, it's it. You have your moments, let's put it that way. Uh, my brother and I are polar opposites. So we really, growing up, we really never got in arguments or fought too much. I mean, my sister and I are mostly the same, but my sister's part-time. So I think that's why it works. Um, <laughs> so, out of sight, um, out of mind. <laughs> yeah, but I, 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 wouldn't rather, I wouldn't want anybody else managing the money, you know, because you have that trust and so on. Obviously, it's my sister, I have that trust with her and and what she, how she deals with our cash and so on as a company but it, it works i mean we've we've kind of grown up doing it all together we all kind of went our separate ways like i said i went off to college played football uh sold cars for a little bit kind of uh tried getting away from construction but got pulled back into it and now have a love for it and, and so on as well but um I also have a estate management business that we started off of the construction company along with real estate. So if I sell a house, somebody wants, you know, it's part time down here, a lot of seasonal people, somebody's gone six months of the year, I watch their house weekly. So I also have an income off of that. And then I also started a 
not that I'm not busy enough, but I started a hobby shop, online hobby shop, just because I love sports memorabilia. Uh, so that's kind of a little side hustle I do as well. So that's kind of me in a nutshell right there for you. Yeah. So you seem like a very um, lazy, underperforming kind of guy, just uh, sitting around <laughs> doing a whole lot of nothing, right? Yeah. I don't like doing much, you know, I just, you know, with the podcast and everything, I just, it's just, I don't know, you know, I'd just rather kind of watch Netflix. <laughs> right, 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 right. Bill, where, 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 where does that come from? You talked about your dad, you know, kind of working you on the outside of college football. Um, but where do you think, like, what is it in you that propels you to, I mean, you're obviously very successful in all of the different areas. You don't need to be adding all of these additional layers. Um, but what is it in you that you feel as though you've got to continue to evolve and create more versus sitting back in a, in a comfortable spot, which I'm assuming pretty comfortable if you got 14 houses being built right now uh the company's been around 28 years you've got the family kind of running it i'm sure the revenue's coming in uh what what is it in you that keeps you wanting to evolve and add more to the plate um i think growing up the way i did uh having a dad that literally uh the guy's done every single thing you can possibly imagine i and he came from nothing and worked his way up to the top I want to continue kind of that legacy and build upon it too. That's the way I've been kind of groomed and, and raised is just to uh, do better, do the best I can in all aspects of life um, and, and just continue to grow what he built. I see the potential. I've already grown it within the last few years that I've been working in it. I mean, we never were just specializing in, you know, larger luxury homes. We were always kind of having some smaller ones and so on. Now we're just, everything we're doing is customized to the client. So just making those changes and, and just pushing myself to kind of, uh, be the best I can be. I mean, I'm, I, I'm in a group. I, I know, you know, him, Glenn, Brian Hess, uh, I'm in his group. He's a coach of mine, uh, his top contractor school. I know you spoke at that. Uh, so I'm always, I'm an Arte syndicate with Scott and I'm always trying to evolve as much as possible and learn as much as possible so I can be the best I can be. I mean, my overall goal is, you know, and, and it's to be the top builder, luxury home builder in the state of Florida. And I'm trying to do everything I can to get there. One day I will, it's going to take a lot, a lot of stress, a lot of gray hairs, but especially in the building world we deal with today. Uh, you know, with supply chain and so on, but yeah, you, you learn as you go. So talk to me, you said 12 years ago is when you got your real estate license. So that sounds like that's, uh, right after the 2008, uh, kind of downturn that we had mm -hmm. here in America. Uh, so talk to me about real estate in 2010 versus real estate in 2000. 22 obviously prices have been inflated we've got inflation going on you got high gas prices we're on the backside of covid we've got a lot of things going on and some people are predicting uh that we have uh, a downturn coming that there's a downturn mm -hmm. kind of in the future so talk to me with someone who has experience of living and creating and building on the backside 
of a downturn. What are your thoughts as we move forward in this space uh, with all the things we've experienced here over the last couple of years? There's a lot of realtors right now as we speak. Uh, I jokingly say everybody that moves to the state of Florida gets their real estate license. Uh, that's the first thing they do. And then they try and go out and sell real estate. Some have very good success. I mean, these past couple of years, uh, everybody's been having success with it. I mean, you can literally list something and then you'd have 10 offers on it right instantly. So I think that's going to go away. The shift's going to happen back to when I originally first started, where you're going to actually have to put in some legwork, make some phone calls, cold call, door knock, do the things that you used to have to do. Uh, online content's going to be very important. I've been doing it for a little while now, and I sold a lot of real estate off of just video alone, uh, posting video to LinkedIn and all the major social media, Facebook, and so on. So I think that shift is coming, um, you know, and I do think a recession's obviously starting. And I think that a lot of the realtors that are doing it now are in for a rude awakening as far as how this market's going to pan. You know, it's going to be a completely different market where you're going to have to shift your business plan, shift how you promote yourself. And people are going to have to start getting on things like this, get in front of the camera and becoming known again because it's not just gonna sell overnight anymore you're gonna have to put in some legwork especially if you're listing something or trying to find properties for buyers so it's gonna turn i mean for the buyer side of things obviously when there's a sell the seller's market dies out the buyers have a better opportunity but um it's gonna take some work to get clients uh that's what i'm thinking coming up here yeah, so talk to me a little bit on the, uh, let's say on the in the investor side, right? So mm -hmm. as far as the real estate agent themselves having to really step up, put in the work and get known, I can see the additional work that's going to have to be done there. And then as far as a, um, you know, as far as the buyers and the benefits that they can get from that. But talk to me a little bit on the investor side of you know, basically the story has been for the last really, really long, as long as I could possibly remember, you know, that real estate is the key to building wealth, right? It is mm -hmm. the, it is the asset is, it is the thing that you have to have as part of your portfolio. Uh, everyone consistently kind of shares that. Does that change in small for small periods of time, like with what we're up against? Are, are the houses going to depreciate? Is that anything that an investor should be nervous about? Or what does it look like from the investing side? I, I think because lack of inventory still, I think the investor side, I mean, if you hold a piece of real estate, I think you're going to be okay. I mean, will the market shake down a little bit? Yes, I think prices will come down. They have to. They can't keep going up. Uh, are they going to come down drastic like we saw in 2008? I don't think so. Um, there's not as much craziness going on in the real estate side of things as we saw back then. So I think people are still safe as a safer investment. I, I mean, as, as you know, Glenn, too, I mean, it's always smart to kind of have your money spread out. Don't have it all set in one asset. Obviously, if you got all your money in real estate and the market crashes, then, then you're done. But if you have it spread other places, then you're going to be probably going to be fine. 
I think personally, this is going to be a slower recession. I don't think it's going to be a drastic drop. I think we've already kind of started going into one. Um, I mean, I'm seeing houses on the market in my local area that are that would have sold within a day uh, if this was, let's say, six months ago. But now they're, they've been on the market for three weeks. So what's that telling you? They're priced too high. People are starting to kind of shake out and be like, you know what, I'm going to wait. Hey, listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. I'll watch this and see if this house drops down to what it should be. Because those prices kept inching up, 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 and up more and more. And, I mean, not everybody's going to jump at the gun. And then more of that keeps happening, the more stuff sits, the more inventory that comes on. That's what's going to kind of start dropping prices little by little. So on the investment side, to answer your question, I mean, yes, I think real estate's always going to be a safe investment. It always has been. It's always been kind of the true thing to go with, but uh, our price is going to come down, yes, drastically. I don't think so, but like we all say, we wish we all had crystal balls because we'd all be rich. So it's just a production, basically. Got it, got it, got it. So, yeah, I think it's an interesting time, and I, I like that you point towards already starting to feel and sense it just a little bit, right? Like the, the auto industry is is more my cup of tea and we're starting to see it right some of these products mm-hmm. that would disappear overnight they're starting to hang out just a little bit longer we're starting to see uh, consumers that were buying 70 and 80 and 90 thousand dollar vehicles uh six months a year ago now they're starting to want to trade those things in and mm-hmm. to get the forty thousand dollar vehicle the fifty thousand dollar vehicle <clears throat> now all of those things are starting to occur and i'm with you as far as like a slow trickle into it right like not this overnight uh bust like we had back in mm-hmm. 2008 but more of more of a slow trickle so talk to me a little bit when from the mindset of someone who's been able to build success uh talk to me a little bit about when you see things changing like this what steps do you kind of go through in order to make those shifts and pivots and be able to evolve, to take advantage of the opportunity, right? It's one thing to play defense and to defend against what may be coming, um, but what are some things that we can do to take advantage of a downturn uh, economically? I I think it goes back to, you know, when everybody else is scared, you kind of go all in that approach too so and that goes to you know let's say people are freaking out they're not doing as much they're worried about what's happening maybe they're not doing as much content maybe they're not coming on here maybe they're kind of just distracted because obviously as you know we live in a a world that is just full of distractions i can't even watch the news because it stresses me out way too much Uh, i kind of keep that off and just go about trying to 
produce more content, do more podcasts, get more people on, build more relationships as well. That's a huge, huge part. Obviously in my industry, and I know you face it too, Glenn, in the auto industry, uh, we're dealing with bumps in the road constantly. I mean, I feel like every single week is something in the building world. And it's just uh, whether this product gets discontinued or this subcontractor's got to raise his price because his labor went up or he can't find workers because nobody wants to work right now. Or he's, you know, it's just one thing after the other. Uh, it keeps you on your toes. Uh, and and you got a, a lot of people that would just be very stressed out about it. I mean, my fiance thinks I'm like a robot because I've, I've kind of become immune to trying just to deal with these situations head on, be honest with the client. Uh, that's the most important thing. I'm always right when I hear something, I call the client right away and I tell them exactly what's going on. I don't lie to them. That's that's a big, big thing with me because when you lie to them, they're eventually going to find out. And especially in building when I have a relationship, because down here, it's taken us about two years to build a house. Uh, it's a lot longer than building up north. But it, it, we're in these relationships and a, one bad thing that happens, that client's going to remember it throughout that whole entire process. And then I'm even keeping relationships after the fact with the state management and so on. So I think getting ahead of everything is more just keeping your head up, doing the things that people, when they're all, when everybody else is all scared, you go all in, uh, go all in on your business, go all in. Uh, don't hold back. You know, a lot of people hold back money. They'll do this, go all in on your marketing, double down. I mean, that's another thing, uh, that you should be doing as well. Cause when people are scared and they're kind of choking up on their funds, you're going to be the one standing out, especially on social media. You continue to kind of point to best known and how important it is to be best known. Uh, you run a podcast. You are a builder and a real estate guy, but yet you have a podcast. So talk to me about how, no matter what business we're in, talk to me about how having a podcast can be beneficial in these lines of being best known? Uh, the main thing, and especially in my area, is nobody else is doing them. So the things that nobody else is doing, you should probably be doing, especially a, in a market like podcasting or doing clubhouse calls like this or, you know, social media in general. Not a lot of builders are, do, is, are on social media or on Instagram, TikTok, all those different platforms showcasing what they do. So that's kind of the most important thing there. But the podcast is a way to kind of express who you are and what you do. Uh, I don't charge. I don't advertise. I don't do anything. I just do my podcast. The Real Build literally is just out there to help people. Uh, when I went into it with that mindset, I have a, you know, my mentor, Andy Frisella, uh, he kind of, and Ed Milet's another one in Arte Syndicate, and they kind of instilled that in my brain that it's not about just the money. It's all, when you get switch that mindset into just, focusing on helping the client, it goes so far. And that's what a podcast can do, uh, especially in the building world. Not a lot of people know what to look for in the building world. And that's why I started The Real Build it's, and in real estate as well. Uh, you know, a lot of people, realtor-based podcasts are out there just to help the realtor. Same, I noticed with the building end, it was just how to build a house or how to help a builder become a builder. So I wanted to focus generally on the client 
and give those clients kind of that pathway to, okay, you're going to build a custom home. Here's what you need to start looking for in a builder. Then we go to the next stop here, or step. Here's what you look for during the build and then after, and then during the warranty and so on. So breaking down all these different parts into a podcast. So one of my clients or anybody in the world could just go and listen to it. It's, it's a big, big thing. And I highly recommend doing it, whatever business you do. I love that, man. You pointed towards Arate Syndicate, Andy Pachilla, Ed Milet, uh, kind of pushing you towards that uh, a podcast and making sure that you're best known. Talk to me a little bit about the importance of being in communities like that and some of the benefits. Because I know, I mean, Arate Syndicate is, it's not cheap, right? I know Scott Simons is a part of that as well. Um you know, it's an investment in self when you when you when you join communities like that. So talk to me a little bit about the importance of that investment and how it's impacted and affected your life. Uh, it's one of the best investments, hands down, I ever made. Before I did that, I was kind of lost. I, I going back, I was in a marriage that I should have not have been in. I was I was not doing good with business. I was out of sh- there was just so many aspects of life. Uh, that Arte has changed. I, I was in it since day one, since they had the Arte Accelerator days. I know Scott's been in it since day one as well, and um, I would never leave it. Uh, it's the group, just the people, the community. Uh, the people in there are just, it's, you surround yourself with like-minded people, it's going to change you, hands down. Uh, it's going to change your perspective, because so many, so much of the time, that we spend is around, you know, our friends that are local or our family members, and they may not have that same drive and ambitions that we do. Uh, and getting push, putting yourself into these groups and seeing these people and how they operate is, is literally life changing. Uh, I joined Top Contractor School with Brian Hess. He's been on here a few times, and and Brian's a coach to me. Uh, surrounding myself with those guys in the construction world has. Uh, changed a lot that's a different perspective on on helping me uh kind of get to where i want want to go too and I've, i'm in all these other little subgroups but those are probably the two primary uh it's i'd say if you're not in something get in something even a local group uh of entrepreneurs because the thing with entrepreneurs we're all going to push each other we all cheer for each other we all want success and when you put yourself in a room with people that want success more than likely you're going to get it because it's going to drive you to it. So, Hey, hey, Bill, this is Scott Simons. Go ahead. You mind if I uh, pop in here real quick? Heck no, I don't mind. Get on in here. <laughs> hey, hey, good morning, Breakfast with Champions. Great to hear everybody this morning. Man, I caught, I came in during Bill Bill segment, the one before, and then rolled right into another Bill that I know. What a, you know, what a great morning it is. What a beautiful day it is here in Virginia. And uh, I tell you, we're all fortunate to be here. But Bill, it's great to hear your voice. And, and Glenn, you know, what Bill was referencing, joining the Arte Syndicate is really what propelled uh, my, my career. And, you know, if you follow, you know, the core values of, of Arte Syndicate, you know, create a positive impact, leadership through action, do the right thing, be humble, hard discipline, commit to dominating, good enough good isn't enough excellence is essential and being a lifetime student you know glenn whether it's joining rta syndicate with bill and i or 
uh, joining different groups or, you know, your, your clubs and your groups, Glenn, and are showing up here and consuming, you know, uh, all this content, going to breakfast with champions dot live, turning off the TV, getting rid of anything negative, cutting out all the cancers in your life and surround yourself with positive people. It, it, it the only choice is to level up. That's the only choice there is. Cause you look around and you say, Hey, I want to be like Bill. You know, Bill was, was involved in a relationship that, you know, he, he admitted it was a toxic relationship. He made changes. Um, and those changes are, are difficult because it's much easier just to stay where you are. It's much easier not to make those changes that you need to make. And typically when you make those changes, it's going and taking a really good look in the mirror and say, you know, what are they going to say about me when I'm gone? And, are, you know, if my mom knew everything about me or my dad, would they be proud of me? If they knew everything that I do, what I do in the darkness, what I do out in light, everybody sees. But what I do in darkness and who you are is who you are when you're by yourself. But, uh, you know, or joining Arte or any groups, I spend about $100,000 a year, not what Bill spends on self-development, whether it's 10X, Apex, Arte, Lion's Den. Um, but it's very important to invest in yourself. But then once you invest in yourself, you got to take action. You got to take action. If not, you just spend the money and then you don't go anywhere. You don't do anything. And then next thing you know, you, you, you actually regress instead of move forward. But Bill, it's always great to hear your voice and, th you know, thank you for coming on clubhouse. And if y'all ladies and gentlemen, if you're not following Bill, follow him and go link up with him on Instagram. And uh, Bill, it's great to hear your voice. And Glenn, thank you for allowing me to pop in there. Appreciate you, Scott. Yeah, we love you, Mr. Scott Simons, and I think it is crucial and so incredibly important what you guys are talking to right now, uh, getting in those rooms, expanding your awareness of what's possible, um, breaking breaking out of the matrix a little bit, right? Like we we tend to go down a path, we find success on that path, we continue to move along that path, but at some point the fulfillment isn't there only because we're made for more and there's so much more potential, but we don't know what we don't know. We don't know what we don't know. So when you get into rooms with these other people that can help bring awareness to those potential blind spots or not even necessarily blind spots, just opportunities you didn't know exist, it can take us so much further. I love it. I love it. I love it. Bill, talk to me about the future. What is, what's, what's up next for you and what do you see here in 2022? All right, let's just paint the picture real quick. It's 2022, we're post COVID, uh, real estate's doing what it's doing. You got cryptocurrencies that are, uh, people are talking about bitcoins and metaverses and web three and all of these crazy things. We're making the most profit we've ever made in the history of the auto industry more people have started small businesses over the last two years than ever. Uh, a recent stat that was shown was 40% of all money ever printed in the history of the United States of America was printed in the last 18 months. So Bill, what do you see as opportunity for yourself in the future and as well as other people in the room that we can, we can capitalize on in this very interesting and incredible season? 
I mean, obviously, I haven't dug deep into the metaverse and stuff. I should be. I, I There's so much technology opportunity out there, and I think everybody needs to start at least looking into it, whether it's NFTs, metaverse, uh, cryptocurrencies is here to stay. Uh, we all have kind of learned that and know that, too. So there's going to be opportunity there as well. Uh on my end of things, obviously, the building industry, innovating, trying to figure out new ways that we can get homes built uh, more efficient, faster. Uh, that's a big topic. I mean, down here in Southwest Florida, it is hard to build them faster uh, just because we use so much concrete down here because of hurricane code. But I'm always intrigued to figure out better solutions and how we can make a more durable, sustainable uh, energy efficient product. I know there's a lot of different things coming out. There's a lot of, uh, you know, the, at the building show this year, there was a lot of uh, crazy new products that they're releasing and so on too. So, I mean, the outlook is very bright. I'm hoping supply chain and everything catches up. Obviously, you're dealing with that too, Glenn, on the car end. I, I think in the fall, hopefully things get a little bit better on that end. I mean, we're still quite delayed on appliances and, and certain things to get these homes finalized. I mean, I'm missing a hood vent in one house. I'm missing a dishwasher in another. Uh, so it's all minor stuff, but we're still getting them done. And then uh, hopefully lumber costs, stuff like that kind of stabilize a little as well. But I mean, opportunity, there's going to be a lot of opportunity. There's going to be opportunity in real estate. I think it uh, starts to maybe come down and shake out a little bit now that everything's opened up too. I mean, the Florida market was nuts. Everybody was moving to Florida. Uh, but there's going to be different pockets, opportunity, and Airbnbs and so on. I was talking to somebody, I think on the luxury end of Airbnb is going to be a big opportunity as more and more people have money and they travel. So that's going to be coming up as well uh, to certain specific areas within the United States. Something to look out for. And um, yeah, uh, other than that, it's just kind of keep the foot on the gas and keep focus on what I'm doing and in the real estate world and uh, just keep growing my business, meeting more people like yourself and uh, have an opportunity to come on here and speak. So I really do appreciate today. Yeah. I appreciate you, my man. As far as that, uh, that Airbnb thing, how does somebody like tap into, into that? Like if somebody wanted to invest in that, is that a matter of going out and buying a home and then listing an Airbnb style? Or are there ways to invest in companies that develop and build Airbnb type stuff? Like, I don't, I don't even know. Talk to me about that. How does somebody tap into that uh, opportunity that you just expressed there? I know there's companies out there that are actually doing it. And then um, I actually had a guy on my podcast, Austin Linney. Um, he specializes in Airbnbs and he's actually doing the luxury end of them too. And I think he has a coaching program. So shout out to Austin, but um, gave him a little plug there, but um, it's there. I know they have groups that you can invest with them. It's not as easy as just going out and buying a home. I know there you have to meet the criteria of the general area. If there's HOAs and so on, you kind of got to look out for that. Some areas don't allow, uh, you know, the HOAs won't allow like uh, weekly rentals, which is obviously crucial for an Airbnb. So you kind of got to 
work around that and really do your due diligence and not just buy something. But obviously with an Airbnb, you're going to want to be in an area where people like to go. They like to relax. They like to travel. So those are the general areas. Don't go too far out. You got to be kind of closer in. If it's a city, be closer in. I mean, I was just in Tampa, stayed in an Airbnb that was literally uh, three minutes away from downtown. So it's just, that's what I'm looking for. I kind of look at things in my own perspective. If I was going to travel to, let's say, Chicago, or if I was going to go to uh, somewhere out in the mountains in North Carolina, I'm going to be want to be pretty central close to certain things where I can go to a grocery store and not be miles, miles away, but also enjoy the kind of the relaxation in the mountains and, and the lake or something like that. So you kind of look at things in your perspective, but there is groups to answer your question out there. It's just all about research, legwork, putting in your due diligence, and there's always opportunity. Yeah, man, I was going to try to, uh, so I was doing some work down in uh, Tampa and I was going to St. Pete and stuff all the time. And I was like, you know, I'm going to buy a house here in St. Pete. I'm going to Airbnb that sucker out. And uh, I couldn't do it. They said it's not allowed. Per the HOA. <laughs> like, you can't do that. I'm like, what? Come on. <laughs> I thought it was a brilliant idea, but, uh, but they said, they said no. So I'm glad that you point to that, right? It's really important to do that due diligence. And, uh, and, and, and make sure we know what we're getting into versus just diving in because it seems like the hot, new, cool thing uh, to do. Well, Bill, I love how dynamic you are, and I love the outside-the-box thinking of really attacking the, the things that other people are doing, right? Building out that podcast because nobody else is doing it. Step up your marketing because nobody else is doing it. Be the best known, right? Be the best and be the best known. I think that those are valuable, valuable, valuable uh, strategies and notes that everybody in this room should be taking, no matter what business you're in, find out what everybody else is doing and make like zig while they're zagging, zag while they're zigging, right? So incredibly important. Well, Bill, I've been selfish with you for the last 46 minutes. What I want to do is for the next 10 or so, uh, give an opportunity to anybody that's in the room um, that would like to jump in here, ask Bill any questions obviously you know he's an expert in the world of real estate construction new homes uh podcasting uh he's got a a a, a, a sports hobby place as well <laughs> so anybody that has questions for bill i want to open it up go ahead and flash your mics uh right now we'll get some other voices in here besides just glenn's this morning we have a massive massive stage here today so i am looking i see peter let's start with mr peter peter ainsworth do you have a question for bill good morning good morning yes bill i have a question for you plethora of knowledge you just poured out on us here so um tell us tell me bill what are your thoughts on where um bed and breakfast has gone or is going or is you know, is it a thing anymore? It's something that I've had major interest in, especially with my my background in the hospitality in hospitality industry. Is is it a thing? What are your thoughts? I personally, I don't look for bread and a bed and breakfast, and that's how I kind of with me and opportunity and stuff like. And I look at things personally, but I see where you're coming from due to hotels being as expensive as they are in certain general areas. 
So I think there would be opportunity there because let's let's go to Marco Island, for example. I'll use the local uh, uh, the JW Marriott down on Marco Island. There's two whole, basically the JW and then there's the Hilton JW during season is getting about twelve hundred dollars a night. So if you can get a rental home, which a lot of people do, and then uh, Airbnb it or have a rental company take it for $500 a night or $700 a night, there's potential for profit there. So to do the full-on experience, too, that's what you want. Uh, The bed and breakfast, obviously, is a nice experience for people. It's just I think those would have to be more focused in smaller areas, too, because there's so much regular you know airbnbs out there that people can find i me personally i don't look for them but there is opportunity i think there's opportunity for something like that because you don't have a lot of them and people want that full experience thank you sir i appreciate that yeah i think that totally makes sense and i like how you always build keep pointing back to like your experience like i personally wouldn't be looking for it so i probably wouldn't invest it myself And I think that that's important is a lot of times we see, you know, different moves that people are making or different opportunities, but if it doesn't align with you, like if if you wouldn't do it, then you probably shouldn't invest in it because you're probably not passionate enough about it. So I love that you continue to point to that bill. Who's next? And this is Tony Mo. I'd like to ask Bill a question. Go ahead, Tony Mo. Right from one and everyone, Bill. I see that you sold thirty million as a part-time broker. My question to you is: Was were you using a lead generation system or a lead system, or were most of those uh, clients referrals from being an actual agent? Uh, no lead system at all. No Zillow leads, anything. It was client referral based and basically all my legwork as far as video. I did a ton of video content. Um, I think I got, uh, I mean, just a video off LinkedIn talking about how to buy an empty lot got me a lead that I sold a $2 million lot. So you just do the content. A lot of people are afraid to get behind the camera. I can't stress enough how important it is for people to actually see you, what you do. Uh, get outside of that kind of prototypical realtor video where you just do, you know, that kind of that walk through a house, have fun with it. People want to see you and your personality. And I think that's worked for me. Uh, just a lot of that was content based. I mean, I, I sold a house off of somebody off Facebook Messenger, um, just reaching out to me because they saw a video of mine. Uh, I've done some Facebook ads. I've done them myself. I've kind of self-taught myself that. Uh, I've never hired an outside marketing company because I don't think it's authentic as much as me doing it organically and kind of doing things myself. It takes a little bit more time. But that authentic approach, nothing beats it to answer your question. Great. Thank you so much. And best of luck to you and all of your future endeavors. You too. I love it. I love it. Let's go to Lisa. Hi, Bill. So good to hear your voice. There I- she is. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I want to tell you, your videos are so fun. I have, I have laughed at them. But then I've also had such insight. But the way that you can make fun of 
I think I don't know if it was your mom. I think it was your mom one time trying to shoot the camera, and it, she was shooting the ground and not getting it up on you. You had so much fun with it, and you just made it so real, and it was so good. And you're so great at that. But the content that you do share is fabulous, and I'm really proud of you. I'm excited for your growth, and you're an inspiration. So I just wanted to come and say hi. Oh, thank you, Lisa. And I mean, I can't stress the importance, like I just said, is, and I appreciate everything you just said, too. It's just be yourself, be real. I mean, so many people try and do, you know, professional video all the time, which is good. I got a guy that's doing professional video of a home for me, and he's editing right now. To sprinkle that in is okay, but also just all I do is I use my cell phone. My fiance actually recorded that video and uh, wasn't very good at it, so I made fun of her in it and she really enjoyed it but uh it's all about literally having fun with video being natural just pulling out your cell phone filming it i edit my own stuff it takes me yeah sometimes i'll spend some hours editing at night but i mean i use iMovie it's simple i i'm a mac guy so uh i don't really send it out anywhere i've tried doing that and i a lot of the times i feel i can just do it better uh so it's just um, but eventually I want to hire somebody to kind of help me a little bit in that aspect with my podcast and so on. But uh, it's it's all about authenticity. Uh, people like to see who you are. When I do the walkthroughs on the houses we build, too, I have fun with it. I laugh. I'm joking. It's not just a serious um, room by room. Well, here's your living room. Isn't this going to look great? No, it's let's have fun with this. This is what we're doing with the ceilings. This is what, you know, let's stand up on a scaffold and and look down and climb up it and have people get a little f scared for, for me not to fall and so on. But um, it's just it's all about having fun and people like that. And they see who you are. They see uh, your personality. And that's the thing with video, too, and content. I'm a big believer in is I'm getting rid of the people that don't want to work with me because they don't like me. They see my videos, they're going to see who I am. And if they don't like me, they're not going to call me. That's going to save me a lot of time and a lot of aggravation. It's going to save them a lot of time because obviously time's our most valuable asset. We all know that. So if I can do the video and get out who I am and my personality and how I go about building, how I go about selling real estate, people are going to see who I am and the people that click with me it's going to be a much smoother transaction, especially with real estate, especially with building, because I'm in you're in relationships with these people for a while. So that's the key with it, too. That's why I'm so big on it. I love that, man. The sorting process, <laughs> the sorting process is so incredibly uh, important. Right. It's so incredibly important because like Bill is saying, like the, the the faster we can get through those that don't like us, that are that don't want to do business with us. I mean, there's currently what close to eight billion people on the planet. Right. So if you can sort out the let, let's just say only one percent of them are going to love you and do business with you. If we can sort out mm -hmm. the other ninety nine percent. That still leaves us with like 70, like 80 million people that we do this with. We don't have to waste any time on the other ones. So I love that. I think that that's a valuable, valuable, valuable strategy. Bill, you're a great dude. I'm excited to get to know you. Looking forward to now that our, our paths are crossed. I know I'll meet you in real life in the future. We have a lot of mutual friends with Brian Hess and Scott Simons and all the folks. So excited to get to know you even better. 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you make some noise for my man, Mr. Bill Ryman. Hey, Bill. Thank you, Bill. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.